Do people aim way too high when dating online? This is Single Married Divorced. I'm Eric Rung, and I am single. I'm Tom McGuire, and I'm happily married. I'm Allison Collins, and I am happily divorced. Okay, so it says that 25%, this was an article that was published in the New York Times, 25% of people that are dating online on apps tend to go higher than they should, basically dating out of their league or trying to date out of their league. God bless them. I mean, why not? Go why, for it. Exactly. That's what I would say, too. I think dating apps, the way they ask you questions, it's more like, what is your ideal situation versus what will you settle for? Like, what what's cool and what's your goal? But know. you've also said, Allison, that you tend to put pictures up that you think act or accurately portray who you are while <laughs> your friends... To, I try take... to be brutally honest with myself. Right. Like, this is what you look like. But your friends, you think choose pictures where you look better than you do i don't understand that because if you look you look the way you look right well you know sometimes you get lucky in a picture like oh my gosh i look awesome there and i know that i don't normally look like that like if you would just see me in the middle of the day so i would never want a situation where i felt like i had misled someone like well i feel like as a person who's not the most photogenic I feel like occasionally I'll get like a really good picture of myself and I'll be like, hey, that's a great picture of myself. Mm-hmm. And then I have like 99 others that are fairly like, you know, pale, double chin, whatever, just, you know, there's something wrong with it that I don't love. But I feel like other people are like, yeah, that's fine. Like that picture is fine. Um, I mean, Beth is extremely photogenic. Like she hardly ever takes a bad picture. It's true. And uh, so it's like we have all these, like her profile picture on Facebook. Is like a really good one of her, and then I'm like, like you really gotta use that one of me. <laughs> well, it said that people seek or uh, date aspirationally, not really in reality. So when they're swiping left and right, even though they may never approach them on the street or in a bar, or maybe even get set up with somebody like that, they're more apt just to swipe right because it's kind of like, what do you got to lose? Yeah, take a shot, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I was getting at at the beginning. I think it's more, you know, what would you go for versus, you know, if you meet someone organically and you hang out with them and you become attracted to them, they may look like, you know, X. Um, and it wouldn't be something you would necessarily look for, like, out of the gate, but it works. So that's how it is. I don't know. I think that... I've sat with people that go start swiping and stuff, and I think there is no way that person is going to go out with you. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't say that out loud, do you? No, but I mean, they're like, you know, 21-year-old, like, pumped-up guys and stuff, and you're like, that would be weird if you did go out with them. Well, you have, you've always heard the story of, like, the really beautiful girl who, like, is lonely because no guy will approach her kind of thing. And that's I've always that's felt me. Like, that's me. Exactly. <laughs> <No>. the, Allison's <laughs> life story. I always feel like... Um, like half the battle, I think females appreciate like confidence. So if you're an average looking guy, but you're super confident, mm-hmm. I think you have a much better shot. Sure. Than a a better looking guy who's got no confidence and you know, one approach or. Right, I would mm-hmm. definitely go for the first guy versus the second. Yeah, I think confidence is big. I've been actually told that. Oh, like I really like he was so confident when he you know when he approached me. Yeah, and- looked looked me right in the eye and was really confident. I think yeah that that does uh that has a a strong uh 
a strong part of attraction, I think. I, I Have you ever dated somebody or thought somebody was out of your league? I married her. <laughs> he I knew that. Was, I walked right into that. <laughs> that was really too easy. I should we should edit it out because it wasn't. It was too easy. Um, when I first moved to Wyoming, like I had lived in LA, I got engaged. I agreed to move to Wyoming, and um, the Olympic torch was coming through, and we were outside waiting. And I went to the bathroom, and then I missed it. My ex mother in law <laughs> and her best friend come in, and the best friend goes. Because it was like the first time they met me. She's like, I wonder if it makes her uncomfortable that Josh is so much more attractive than she is. Shut oh, my up. God. What? That's just then- another another sign. That's not even true, though. I mean, it's not even like. Well, I remember like uh, uh, like I waited for a while so they would just leave. But then I'm like washing my hands like, hey, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, wow. I wasn't aware that uh, I was the much less attractive person until that point, I guess. But I think every... Um, but it's a friend, though. It wasn't the mom, so... I mean, everyone thinks their kid's the best looking, right? But, like, I mean, I don't know. It's like, who would say that or you think that? Like, I think you always shoot for the stars. You always want the best, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm I don't think you should it. ever hold yourself back. I mean, I, I don't think anybody's out of your league. Go for it. What do you got to lose? Yeah, yeah. In life. I think we should go through a phase where we only swipe on like people that are way out of our league. <laughs> As we just said, there's no one out of our league. I like it. <laughs> we could get started on that and see how many matches we get. <laughs> I thought, no one's responded. I don't know why. I mean, I've seen Eric swipe left on people who were out of his league. Oh, my God. And Thanks, I was Tom. Like, <laughs> but, and I was like, why? Talk about take a jab. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that the way it sounded, but you remember when you were like swiping left and like these girls are great looking girls, and but you have like these weird. I don't think they're weird, but you have these rules about like. I think nah, you have to have rules. I mean, she, you know, whatever she has a it car is. selfie. She has a car selfie. Boom, laughed. Which I guess looking, I think you probably have a valid point because if it's car selfie and drives you crazy, she's probably doesn't matter how attractive she is, you're probably not going to like her. I do break the rules occasionally. You'll make an exception. I will make an exception here or there. It's a really nice car. Okay. <laughs> now, do you make exceptions both ways? I am I'm sorry? If a girl's like maybe a little bit less attractive, but she has like a really great profile or something that really sticks out. Yeah, I would like say that. She's a real news hound. Right. Or something. No, I would say that would that would, you, that you, would pique my You make interest. exceptions both ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would still have to be attracted to the person, but I would, yeah, absolutely. For sure. But again, I haven't been on it in a couple of weeks, so. Yeah, true. And I'm not shaking. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to the first question. Uh, what was the damn this is question? from Joe, right? Oh, yeah. So Joe uh, hit us up on Facebook, and he asked, after how many texts that were not uh, reciprocated, after how many... Uh, well, when had, to say when? When to had, say when? He had gone on a date. Yeah, uh, it went well. He thought he felt it went well. They exchanged numbers. Uh, they said, "Let's go out again." And then he has texted her, and she has not replied. And he wants to know at what point does he know that she's it's, not interested? Right. I would say after one wasn't reciprocated. See, I was um, debating this internally. One might be a little aggressive because people do get busy. So maybe I, two? I I skip messages all the time. I would have to say two. If you have like reached out twice and she is not replying, like I get 
sometimes like if I'm face to face with someone, it's a lot harder to say, I do not want to go out with you again. And so I realize it's the coward's way out. But I, if it's much easier to just ignore them on your phone. I'm not like, seriously, it's just the fadeaway again. Yeah, it's way easier. Right. Like you don't have to break up. It's been one date. You just don't respond and you fade away. I, I, I agree. I, I recently, well, I say recently, this was probably about a month month ago now, but if not more, uh, I had gone out with this woman. I thought it went really well. Actually, I was texting with you guys the night I had gone out with this woman. The C- city winery one? N- no, this was, no, no, no. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> she, was, she was fairly attractive, if I recall. Yeah, she was very attractive. Yes. And we had a good time. And this was an interesting story because we had actually matched two years ago. And for whatever reason, she was working in Mexico, and then it just never worked out. And then she came back, and we happened to see each other on the app again, and we matched again. And we messaged back and forth, decided to go out, went out on this date. I thought we had a really nice time. We had talked. We'd made plans to go out again uh, during the date, and we had set a date up and a time and everything. And we texted even back and forth. Uh, a couple of times before that next date and everything seemed fine. Everything seemed like it was going ahead. And then the day before I just texted her and said, Hey, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. Hope you're having a great day and nothing. Well, did I you mean, go show up at the meeting place? No. Oh. I, I mean, to me that. What if she missed the message yeah, and then she was there and yeah. she's like, thanks. You don't want you, you really don't think she would have texted me like, Hey, are, aren't we, don't we have plans? I mean, really? I feel like she, I miss texts all the time. Well, but what, I guess eventually she would have been like, Oh it, wait, is sorry, this happening? This. Yes, exactly. I mean, but especially I think, if you're going to meet that person, why would you not then at least text to see if they're going to be there? Yeah, I get, no, I get your point about like, if then they're not there, wouldn't you be like, I don't, you know, but this was the day before. This was a day before. And he said, I'll see you tomorrow. And I said, I'm looking forward her. to seeing you tomorrow. And crickets. Yeah, nothing. I think the next day I would have been like, hey, is this happening or not? <laughs> or I don't know. I mean, to me, her non-response was a response. But you didn't ask her a specific question either, though. Hope well, I'm having a great day. Looking forward to seeing you. I am looking forward to the dentist tomorrow. <laughs> well, no, but she like could have been like, I guess you could be like, hey, thanks. Looking forward to it. But maybe like, oh, that's nice. She might have shown up and you weren't no there. No way. Yeah, how do you know? Absolutely not. If she showed up and he wasn't there, though, she would text him and say, Exactly. Where are you? Yeah, maybe you missed it. Check Damn. your phone. Well, <laughs> he does don't. not miss a text. I don't. Uh, but uh, the, the thing was, the, the date was we were going to a Cubs game. So there was no way that you would just show up there without knowing where to meet or anything like that well maybe that day she was waiting for you to send her the plan and you never did no way i think you i mean honestly i think the message you sent was open-ended enough i wonder if i still have that she might not have replied just because yeah that was nice okay i'll see you tomorrow let me see if i have it then we can get to the bottom of this ladies and gentlemen right now this was the girl that I got a side ah. text. You were texting both of us, and then I got a side text on this one, correct? You did get a side text on this <laughs> one. What does that mean? Uh, so I you were, was texting, on, we you were, were texting Tom and the girl at the same time? No, no, you, no. no. We were, I was texting the two of you, 
Not while well, that. By the way, this is not while I was on the date in particular. I, I mean, specifically when I was with the woman. This was prior to getting there. She, was in the bathroom. she went to the bathroom yeah. and so on and so forth. And then I had a side message to Tom say she was a very good-looking girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why is I not included on this text? I don't. Well, it was you know, guy talk. <laughs> locker room talk. Locker room. I am masculine. <laughs> locker room talk. I am a masculine uh, woman. Okay, actually, okay, so I misspoke when I told this whole story. Um, <laughs> I have completely invented it. No, no, no. Uh, so I said we had made plans to not only go to the Cubs game, but also go out to dinner. And I had asked her, I sent her the restaurant and said, uh, you know, I've been wanting to go here. This sound good? Sure. I said, okay, great. I'll make reservations. So the day before, I said... Hello. I didn't say hello, but... <laughs> hello, ma'am. <laughs> hello, miss. I said, we're all set for tomorrow with reservations at 6.30. Looking forward to it to tomorrow. What time was the Cub game at? Uh, it was... one twenty. <laughs> was, it, was it... I mean... Right? Am I right? <laughs> was it a day game? No, 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 no. It was a, it was a night game, but we... Oh. It, I think it was a 7.20 game, but... So quick. We, it's, it's, it, the place that we were going is right near Wrigley, so oh, it was so no big quick, deal. Maybe missed yeah, the first yeah. inning? Or, yeah, yeah, exactly, and, and that was fine. And then nothing. That was nothing. And I sent it in the afternoon. It was like one nineteen in the afternoon. So read it to me again. It said, we are all set for tomorrow with reservations at 6.30. Looking forward to tomorrow. It's a lot of tomorrow, so I'll give you that. So that's not necessarily demanding reply, though. No, it's and not. Then, and that's the last you ever said to her. But he said he has reservations, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I have reservations, too. I, <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I feel like that would have... The next day, I would have been like, hey, like, I feel like you take another stab at it. I mean, like, she literally might well, have been I mean, yeah, I agree. You got nothing to lose by taking another stab, but at you that point, chose not I, to. <laughs> I chose not to because, yeah. it, I, to me, that's telling me, that's sending me a message it, that it I am not interested in It could have been in, an innocent I don't mistake. Agree. I don't agree. I know you don't, but it could have been. It could have been an innocent mistake it, that she did not reply. Online seven, we have. <laughs> yeah. We could call her because I do have her number still. But that although I'm not, so happy. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. But I, no, that that is that, to me. That's the response. Is I don't want even even if that would have gone into the next day or the next day after that, th- there should have been some sort of initiation of conversation. But if you flip it. Just for a moment, just be open-minded about it for a moment. Absolutely not. <laughs> if you flip it and you're, if from her perspective, oh, that was a nice message. I'm busy. I didn't reply. And then the day of the date, she's like, hey, Eric hasn't reached out at all. Like, what's going on? Right. Maybe Eric's fading away from me. But I made the reservations. I understand that. I'm just trying to, you know, you did make a bit of an assumption from the no reply. And she made a bit of an assumption, maybe herself, then you didn't reach out to her the day of the date. If you're not going to put yourself out there, it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I did put myself out there, and she res- and her response was, I'm not interested. But was it? Her response was nothing, so you don't know what she was thinking. That's a response. <laughs> a no response is a response to me. That's I what I, that's have, getting back to the question, may, that's what I'm saying. You may have they, blown it. I, fine. <laughs> <laughs> this guy really wants to find love. Ah, fine. <laughs> Screw her. She blew me off. Screw her. I, I'm one and done. I mean, that to me, that's sending me a message. If I don't, if, if I don't get a response from somebody after I text them once, once. 
Man, that's a high bar. What about all I the messages too. I don't reply to that you guys send me? That's uh, different. We're not dating. Yeah, and I figure you don't care. You're <laughs> yeah. just like, all right. You'll get to them eventually. But if you are if you were dating someone, you would reply. Would you not? Like, mm-hmm. if I sent you that text and we had made plans, what would you have done? Right. I mean, I am thinking, from my point of view, if... I missed it, and then the next day I was like, wait a minute, where am I supposed to meet him? And then I'd look, and you had sent it the day before. Then I'd be like, oh, like, is he going to text again, or did he decide he's just going to take someone else because, you know, I dropped but, the ball? But you wouldn't find out? You wouldn't take the time to text me back? Um, I think I'd feel badly that I missed the text. Wouldn't then, you just say, hey, sorry, I missed this? I mean, to me, that's a very... Yeah, int- yeah, that, yes. Yeah, you know, I probably would, but I'm just trying to, yeah, <laughs> I'm but trying I mean, to yes. step into her shoes. I would probably say, hey, I missed the last 37 texts from you guys. Um, and well, if you step into her shoes again and I sent you that text and and you didn't reply, what are you thinking then ever if you didn't reply? Right. Well, like Which when is, I, I, to me, when I start to like interested. pull away from someone, I stop replying. Like I think Joe's, Joe's situation, <laughs> yeah. the girl doesn't want to go out again and it's sad, but she didn't want to tell you in person. Or maybe she got in a car accident and lost her hands and can't text. I mean, there's, there's you never voice know. To, there's voice to text. What's the... Remember uh, An Affair to Remember? Oh, oh my God. She That's goes... She's going to meet the guy, gets hit by a cab. She has amnesia. And can't meet him, and she oh, can't walk. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she can't walk, and then he finds out years later... They, Can we know, search her name? She like tried. The Maybe she tried Hospital. to meet you. Yeah. She could be in a coma right now, Ron. Patient database. I, I go... Well, you guys said you had... How many unanswered texts would you guys go two two yeah both two okay i feel like you know like i you say sometimes i look at the world through rose-colored glasses and the way it's supposed to be right i think what's the opposite of rose-colored glasses because i think your one and done rule is whatever the opposite is (laughs) super dirty like like yeah black gunk colored glasses like give her two shots at least i think blue blackers (laughs) yes i put them on it's a shaka I don't know why though. Why not you know, two? I mean, two's not. All right. Two is not going above and beyond. It's I don't not think. Like, you're like, why won't you reply? <laughs> you can't leave me like this. <laughs> yeah, just. So you're saying I should text this girl? <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, how long's it been? Oh no, I'm not texting her. Yeah, I would, say, I would suggest not at no, this no, point. No, no, no. The no, day no. of the date, I might have been like, hey, just checking in. Or is this happening or not? See, I've done that before on app dates because. I, I want to make sure that they show up. And luckily, I would actually count this as the first person that ever has stood me up. I've never been stood up before. But I usually will check because people are so flaky uh, before the date. Even that day, I'll say, hey, just want to make sure we're still on for 730. And they always, if they're, they've always responded. Yep, we're still on. Not going to stand no, you up. Got to wash my hair. Yeah. But you maybe you stood her up, though, if she showed up. I doubt it. Yeah. I think she would have texted me. Probably. Probably. I think you're right. But I mean... You know me and my rose-colored glasses. <laughs> the Tiffany could have been so beautiful song is playing in my head. I just want you guys to know. Yeah. Okay, for this week, for our app story, we have the Reverend Tony Talavera, who runs the French Quarter Wedding Chapel. He's been doing it for 18 years down in New Orleans, Louisiana. Reverend, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. Okay, so t- first of all, Reverend, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and what makes what you do so special in Louisiana. I came down to New Orleans 20 years ago and fell in love with it and came through New Orleans and moved here uh, after being here two weeks, moved two months later 
from Pennsylvania. Uh, met up and uh, trying to open up a wedding chapel in the French Quarter, and he couldn't quite get it together. And he said, "Listen, I can get you ordained. You love weddings. You already do social work." And I said, "All right. Well, it sounds like an interesting uh, career move from antiques to uh, doing weddings." And anyway, it's been fabulous. I've been able to change. Um, a friend gave me a title of Ambassador of Romance. Ooh, <laughs> that's a great name. <laughs> Reverend, Reverend, I'm not dating anyone, just so you know. You're, you're not? Nope. You know what? I Now, you were married, I, I understand? I was married, yes. Okay, just so you know, you're already good for my business. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> that one person that walks into your life and puts that sparkle and, and that happiness in your heart and your soul, you'll be coming to see me down here in New Orleans. I love it. Have you already got your ticket, Allison? Um, yes. Uh, what are you doing on Martin Luther King weekend? Because I have a three-day. <laughs> a three-day weekend. <laughs> get married. Come on down. So 18 years you know, later. Romance is such a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. That's what we want to talk to you about. 18 years of romance. Uh, that's how long you've been running the chapel there. And w- yes. And when you see couples come in, what what do you look for in a couple that you know, hey, these two got it. They're actually in love. Oh, you can tell by the body and, and especially the eyes, how they look at each other. Um, you know, the body says a lot. The eyes say more. And, and, it, and how can you tell when a couple's totally going to fail and they have no chance? Well, you know, eye contact's very valuable. You know why they're getting married. And, and I look. I, I've been doing social work a long time, my, my entire life. And when I look and I and I see how they're looking at each other during the service, it's like, oh my, you know, because I give a few words of common sense preaching on my couple. It came to light long time ago for me that we're actually not taught to have somebody in our lives. We're meant to be single? Uh, No, we're just not taught to have somebody in our lives. The love is given. But women are taught to be brides, not wives, and men are taught nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen. Well, you know, uh, and I got to tell you, you know, us guys, you got to have patience for that. We're big kids, bigger toys, more expensive, bigger clothes. But if you give us a jar, we'll go out and leave the gate open. We'll go out in the highway and play with it and see if we can break it. It's just <laughs> our nature. <laughs> Reverend, tell us some of the kind of more interesting weddings that you've performed. Well, um, one of the, well, I, married, I used to tell people, I'm six foot four, and I used to tell people, well, I don't marry anybody taller than me. And then years ago, a Harlem Globetrotter came and got married with me, and, well, I was looking up to that wedding. <laughs> 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 so I blew that out of the water. And then, um, and, you know, I was asked what wedding I, I love the most, and I tell, I tell it like it is, the one I'm doing. And I enjoy every single wedding. Um, I married one couple not too long ago, uh, and I don't discriminate. I marry everybody. And this couple was together sixty together sixty one years. And these two gentlemen were so cute. They came in. They were both like five foot two, and they were so cute in their nineties. And came and got married with me. Oh wow, that's, that's awesome! Special. Have you ever told somebody you wouldn't marry them for whatever uh, reason? Yeah, but it's a very, it's sort of a, it's not a story I, I really cherish to tell. 
uh, it was the couple that, and they were just not, uh, it was not a right, right uh, marriage. And it was actually illegal. So uh, I, I, <laughs> I backed away from that one. Smart you move. Know, I mean, I don't discriminate, but it's not a good story. Reverend, I've been to New Orleans before. Is there a level of alcohol um, intoxication that is required to not get married? Well, I, actually, when couples come in and they got a drink in their hand, I do remove it from them. I go, listen, if you take a drink in front of me, it's called under duress, and I'm the one that's going to be called into court and go, were they drinking in front of you? It's called, and you, you can't marry somebody that's been drinking. So if they take even one, one sip of liquor in front of me, i got to tell them, you got to come back uh, and be sober to get married. It, it's the law. Is there a time limit? follow that. Is there a time limit? I'm, or a waiting period, I guess, would be the proper terminology? Well, there's been a... Uh, back in, in the 1800s, uh, the military would uh, dock at the Port of Orleans, a sailing vessel, and they would give the crew and the military a 48-hour leave. Well, they would head straight to Storyville, which is the brothels of New Orleans back then, <laughs> and the girls would get them drunk and get them married. And then they were capitalizing on the death benefit. And the powers to be said, oh, we got to stop this blood loss of giving money to these girls of entertainment. And they enacted a 72-hour cooling-off period uh, to give a break. You know, just don't get rushing into uh, getting married. It's a very Catholic state. And, but they left a little thing on there where judges could sign a waiver and they could get their license today and get married today. Monday through Friday. They're saying, in 2003, I went to the state register, and I said, listen, how do we get open on a weekend? Well, I said, you're going to have to chain or get rid of the law because no judge is going to sit in an office on a Saturday for free and sign uh, waivers. So in less than four months, uh, I wrote a bill, uh, co-authored a bill with Senator John Hankel, um, and lobbied it and got it passed. And we got uh, where your reverends in Orleans Parish could sign the three-day waiting period waiver, and we got open on Saturday. Katrina hit and destroyed the state building. It's at now grass in front of City Hall, and we haven't been open on a Saturday. So um, I still can sign waivers, but uh, we're just not open on Saturdays anymore. And I've been working on getting the government of Louisiana to recognize the value of participating in the wedding industry. And we just got another law change, and I'm the lead on it. I, I say it like I'm the authority in the wedding industry because I get it and I understand it. And we got a law passed instead of 72 hours, now it's only 24 hours. You get your license today and you get married tomorrow. Now, That's I pretty good. That's not work. bad. Yeah. All right. It is. It's very good. They want to come here and get married. And Reverend, so over 18 years, how many couples have you... Um, joined in matrimony? Uh, over 17,000. Holy cow. 17,000. Do, do you hold the record? Is there a uh, record? Uh, I don't know. Well, Vegas probably, they, they, if one reverend's been doing weddings there for a long time, uh, I'm sure they probably have done more than me. But for the state of Louisiana, I've done, I would say I've done the most that I know of. I do 80 plus weddings a month. Wow. And uh, I love it. And we do 24-7. So, yeah, I've been out there at 3 a.m. on Burns Street with my violinist, marrying a couple because that's where they wanted to get married. 
and I married Sunrise. A couple got married and rode off with tin cans on their bicycles at Sunrise. So I have a lot of fun. Reverend, one last question here. Sure. Tell tell us tell us what you look for or how you can tell. I know you said body language and things like that, but give us give some people some advice here on true love. You've got to learn to communicate. I actually sit my couples down and I give them a few words of common sense preaching. I know a lot of religions, I know a lot of Bibles, but I teach common sense. And the first thing is you got to learn to talk a lot and listen more. And never let anything or anybody come between the two of you. When you sit, you sit together. I tell the brides, I go, if he ever sits where you can't sit next to him, sit on him. And vice versa. Well, thank you so much. This is the Reverend Tony Talavera. He's the 6'4 Ambassador of Love. And now I know why you have that title. That was some excellent advice that you give to people. If you're down in New Orleans, you can find him at the French Quarter Wedding Chapel. Reverend, thank you so much for your insight and joining us. Thanks, Reverend. My pleasure. Call me anytime. Take care. Bye-bye. So on to question two now. And, Tom, you... You got this question from someone you work with, right? Um, without giving too many details, uh, yes, that is correct. Um, it's, a, it's a buddy of mine, really good guy, and he has a situation. Um, again, I'm going to be as general as I can because I'm sure they're both fans of the show. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Living girlfriend situation, you know, been a few years. Um, I get the impression, and I'm being generous there, I mean, I... He basically states that perhaps it's run its course, and it's time to exit the relationship, mm-hmm. um, but he feels like he can't, and he feels like by not doing it, he's actually being a good person, because he's not damaging this living uh, girlfriend of his by breaking up with her, and he thinks he's taking the high road. Even though he's unhappy in the relationship? Even though he is unhappy. Oh, man. I mean, I think it's like, I've actually said to him, like, dude, this is a no-brainer. You just got to do it. You got to, like, Rip you're responsible for your own happiness. Right. You know, but he's responsible for her happiness, he feels like. So he's staying in it for now. I mean, how long is this going to go on for, though? I, I can understand his pain because I was in a similar situation uh, several years ago, but... And it's it's really tough because it's not like you don't care about this person anymore, um, but you just know that it's not working. And God, that was it's a hardest one of the hardest things I had to do, but I had to do it because I was unhappy and had been for months prior to. As I think the, I, I think she was too, to be honest with you. Well, it's better than getting married or getting divorced. I mean, you know, you're not in that situation, and you can easily get yourself out of it compared to. What's well, not you know, easy? Divorce. No, I know what you're saying. Compared to a divorce, I know or something, what you're saying. Sure, like sure. A loveless marriage. Right, right. I, I just, I, I feel, I, he, he needs to get out of it, though. I mean, I think it's hard always to break up with someone, and it always, you still like the person. You don't want them to be in pain, but it's always bad. But once the band-aid's off, I have to imagine that if he's this unhappy, that she can't be like, oh, I have the perfect relationship. Well, exactly. Everything's great. There's no way she feels that way. So I think. It's it's hard, but you got to end it. Well, he's quite a catch, so uh, <laughs> you never know. And my number is. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think it's almost it's almost like an easy. I think it's for the like it's an easy question. 
I don't think we're going to find anyone besides, but maybe I'm wrong. But it's like, you got to break up. Yeah, I mean, well, you're, you're doing her fair, a disservice. Yeah, you're not actually, being fair to anyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and I also think that it's almost, um, instead of facing what he needs to do, he's almost being lazy. I'll just stay in this because it's easier than going through this whole process and the pain and who's going to move out and who gets what and things we bought together. And if there's a dog, that's always something. But, um, I mean, I don't know. Um, it is much easier to break up before you're married. Yes. And I am an expert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. If, if, uh, you know, if you're not happy, that's already reason enough. But like wrong, what you said was like it's not being fair to her either, right? I mean, you're not in the relationship. To, yeah, I remember prior to us finally breaking up. This the woman that I lived with for a while. We had been living together for about a year. Our lease had come up, and I had been unhappy for a while. And I think again, I think she was too in the relationship. And the relationship was to me, it was already over. Um, it was like I was with my roommate, not a somebody I was dating, and. When the lease came up, I thought that was my chance to break up the relationship and both go our separate ways. And I said that to her, and then we ended up having this really long conversation. And I had been in this relationship at this point for two and a half years, I think. And I said, "Okay, I'll give it, I'll give it one more chance." And oh, I didn't th- know that. Yeah, and then we moved into another place together. Oh, uh-huh. and. It started off, everything was great, and everything was back to the way it was But when we first started dating. But within a month or two, we fell right back into the same routine. And I was unhappy. Again, I think she was unhappy. And then it was a month, and then it was two months, and it was three months. And I was like, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta move out. I mean, I just have to. And then the relationship finally dissolved, and then we both went our separate ways, and we've never spoken again. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and in the scheme of things, two and a half years, like it feels long when you're in it. Right. But then looking back, you're like, well, that was the blink of an eye. Right. Right. I and, dated Beth like four years before we were engaged, I think. You yeah. Know? And that felt quick. Well, I think it's always quick when yeah. it's good. <laughs> yeah. Eight years feels like eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think. Uh, Underwater. No. <laughs> that's that's Beth and I have that joke. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. That's a joke. That's actually from an old boss of mine that I stole that from. Uh, and Beth knows that joke, and she rolls her eyes, and we laugh. Great eight years. Been great. Um, I think it's important not to take on the responsibility of someone else's emotional status. I think that you're in charge of being at peace with yourself, um, and it may hurt them, and you, you will feel badly, but you can't take on their emotional i mean what's he gonna plan on staying with this woman for the rest of his life i mean that's just well this kind of goes back to the argument we had where if you're you don't want to get married and you've said i'm not going to get married again and Mm -hmm. you're happy in a relationship but you think the other person wants to get married are you responsible for no but you said yes in the previous episode (laughs) That you should get married because they want to get married? No, they no, never no, said no, that. no, no, no. You, I they, said you do not. I said you worry about yourself. And you don't break it off. You let them break it off if they don't think it's going where they want or, it to go. But that in that situation, you still love them and right. you still want to stay in a relationship with them. Yeah, you're happy and you just don't want to get married, so you just keep going with it. And if they decide the marriage thing's a deal breaker, that's on them to to break it off. Yeah, but I think they will break it off. Maybe, maybe not. So then, are you responsible for? I feel like we should go to the tape and we can hear what Allison had said during that. Well, Allison discussion. and I both agreed, and now yeah. putting it in this different context, yeah, it it 
makes me kind of rethink it. So you're saying I win? (laughs) This is not a win-lose situation. It's relationship. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Because Eric on the post had been like, is Tom finally wrong about something? No, no. That was about something else. Oh, it was? It was was about about the WhatsApp. That's what Uh, you were wrong about. Yeah, apparently. Beth's happiness. Everyone except Beth thinks I'm wrong about that. I actually got one cousin who defended me on that. uh, (laughs) Going back to last episode where I got attacked about my WhatsApp. A few episodes ago. Yeah. Um, It's interesting putting in that context. It's making me rethink that question, though, of whether or not you should... In my opinion, if you've been upfront and honest, mm-hmm. then you've done your part. You've been, you've said, there's where I'm at, and I'm very happy in this relationship, and here's why I'm very happy. I don't want anything to change. Right. If they say, well, I want something to change, then, well, well that may not, maybe, you know, then maybe there's not a future. But as long as you're, I guess we don't want to rehash that whole thing. But I think it does play, it is kind of a similar situation. It is. And it's just in different contexts, but I mean, that's what's making he's me not happy, it. And yeah. he's not happy, but so if, he needs to just get out of it and only worry if about he wants his to own change, happiness. If he wants to change something to go go back to being happy, the other situation, he he's happy or she's happy, whoever the person that... You know, didn't yeah. want to get married. Like they're content with their life. This guy is not content with his life and wants to make a change and doesn't want to make that change to be happy because he's worried about her feelings. Yeah, he needs to worry about himself. And I think in both situations, you worry about your partner and you want to make your partner as happy as possible, but you also have to prioritize your own happiness. So he needs to get out of this relationship because he's very ha- he's very unhappy. If he's very happy with the status quo, on the flip side, if you're happy with the status quo when you're honest about where you're at. Then you maintain, like, I'm happy. I want to maintain this as is. I might need more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> might need more tape. My, I think, you know, I, I think it all comes down to you, you got to look out for both people, but you also have to look out for yourself as number one sometimes. And in this situation, he needs to look out for himself. He should be the top priority of getting it. Well, no You're not one, happy. I, get out and be happy. But I think I think for both people though, neither one of them neither one of them can be happy. If one person is that mm-hmm. unhappy mm-hmm. in the relationship, I think the the other person would be yeah. somewhat unhappy. I, I, it'd be hard to put yourself all the way into a relationship when you're unhappy. Unless yeah. he's completely faking it with her, which that would be weird. He's a good and actor. Hard. He is a good actor, so he could be. Oh God, that sounds awful. He's living a charade. <laughs> I don't know how to wrap this up. I think he just gets out. And if you don't get out, then you've made your bed, you lie in it. Oh, man, I feel bad for both of them. Yeah. Maybe we'll have him as guests next week. <laughs> and bring this up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he doesn't like you anymore. <laughs> we, <laughs> I'll handle the breakup. We have something to tell you. <laughs> we've had a long chat, and we've decided to go our separate ways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for this week of Single Married Divorced. Uh, For Allison and Tom, I'm Eric Rung. Have a great week, everyone.